0: The role of General Manager of Research at Australian Wool Innovation involves overseeing a wide range of significant projects and a team of staff looking to help solve problems in the industry to increase production and the profitability of growing wool. So in recent years this has involved wild dogs and the issue of course of fly strike control, genetics, reproduction and agritech. And of course wool harvesting is an immediate and ongoing issue to add to the list. It's not an easy job. So let's meet the new person that does it. Welcome to The Yarn. It's a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. Bridget Peachy is the new General Manager of Research at Australian Wool Innovation. She's been with AWI for some time already and has a strong background in agriculture.
1: I joined as the Sheep Health and Welfare Program Manager, so I've been uh, working in the team since then. Before that, I worked for Australian Lot Feeders Association as their policy manager, and uh, for a brief period as their acting CEO, and also had time with Dairy Australia as their animal husbandry program manager. So I've spent quite a bit of time working with various RDCs and, and project management.
0: Yeah, so you've got a research background, but also a, a background in working with um, RDCs, and obviously, from your, your voice originally from New Zealand.
1: Yeah, so I moved over to Australia in 2006 um, to work for Dairy Australia. That was in Melbourne, and then I moved up to Sydney in, in 2016.
0: So, what's exciting you in this job? It's a, it's a job that comes with uh, plenty of responsibility, plenty of balls to juggle, plenty of expectations. It's a challenging job.
1: It sure is, but there are some really exciting bits to it, and I guess some of the the exciting programs that we're working on at the moment um, with me and the team. One of them being bull we'll Uh Genetics has got a lot happening at the moment. There's a really interesting project in repro and nutrition. We were trying to get. Uh, we're looking for producers to get involved, so it's a really good opportunity there. And as well, Fly Strike, I mean, I've been living and breathing Fly Strike for the last five or so years, uh, and it's continuing to be a priority area for us.
0: Well, when you email Bridget and she emails back, her little symbol is a fly, <laughs> which gives you a sense of just how uh, passionate you are about flies. Interesting that that area of Flystrike has been a massive priority for us whilst you've been at AWI and you've uh, overseen some significant uh, incremental gain in that time.
1: Yeah, so one of the uh, really exciting projects we're working on now with the extension team is the Flystrike extension program. So that's taking all that research that first commenced you know, nearly 20 years ago now and putting that into a package that makes sense for wool growers and that provides the support and the, the assistant and the tools that they need to do um, whatever it is they need to do on their property and manage fly strike. So Classify for example, that's a um, that's a one day workshop that's targeted at those wool growers that are looking um, for information on breeding for fly strike resistance. They're finally currently finalising that and we're hoping to be able to launch the workshop later this year and that'll be delivered through uh, AWI's extension networks so I'm pretty excited to see that one hit the ground because we're getting really good feedback in the piloting process for that workshop.
0: Right Uh, it's a good example of where as, as AWI as a research and development marketing and extension body does the research collects the information Puts it in a form that growers understand and can extend it through our own network. So there's a sort yeah. of a, a very consistent and logical flow of information from researcher right through to wool grower.
1: Yeah, and and with an AWI, it's a really good process too because we can pass it up through the teams in terms of who's got responsibility for delivering what components. So that's great,
0: Bridget. We know how much you love fly strike, but you've got some you've got a call out for maggots.
1: We do so. Um, New South Wales DPI are seeking submissions of maggots from fly-struck sheep, particularly from Queensland, Tasmania and South Australia. And this is for a research project that we're doing uh, with them and also with the University of Melbourne and uh, University of Tasmania into fly-fly resistance to chemicals. So it's a really important area for us and it's one that's increasingly growing of concern. So um, good to get a really strong handle on what's going out there in terms of Low resistance.
0: So, for people that would like to submit um, their, their maggots, is no other way of saying that. Yep. Um, how, where do they where do they go? How do they find out about that?
1: So, um, there's information available in New South Wales, DPI collecting it. So, what I'll do is I'll um, send that through to you, Marius, and if it's all right with you, you can put that in the notes as
0: Terrific. well. True. But uh, yeah, you can always go to wool.com as well, I suppose. Yeah, you know it's up
1: for? on wool.com.
0: So, I mean, as, as wool growers in Australia, you know, we like to think we do it better than anyone else in the world. We've got the the biggest Merino wool clip, etc., um, etc. Et but there are still significant areas of uh, significant barriers to, to growing wool in Australia. And of course, right now, as you you alluded to earlier, it's all about harvesting.
1: Yeah. So our uh, wool bioharvesting project at the moment is, is our number one priority in the research team, and it's the number one priority for the board as well. So the board is throwing their full support behind us to get this happening um, and we know how many wool growers are suffering from lack of access to shearers at the moment so this is an exciting blue sky high risk project which if successful has the potential to change the future of shearing.
0: So we've recently heard from Professor Phil Hine from the University of Adelaide um, around his work but what's your view of it and um, how optimistic are you uh, of it into the future
1: but we've, we've all got our fingers crossed here that it's going to work, um, and it's looking good. But we've built into the project those sort of go no goes to make sure that we've got you know full control, I guess, and management over how it's rolling out and um, ensuring that if it's not looking great, we can um, pull the plug on it so we're not out spending money on something that uh, will grow levies on something that's not looking good. But at the moment, we are... Um, Pretty optimistic that it's going to provide a good outcome.
0: So the the mechanism, the protein that uh, basically halts or, or reduces significantly the, the amount of um, keratin protein that's being produced, is that we know that that works. Um, but is is the stop go, the biggest stop-go point with this project the effective harvesting of it, or is it still in the mechanisation and the, the chemistry?
1: Oh, I think every step we need to look at carefully. Um, so. The University of LA team are trialling treating sheep with the protein that weakens the wool, um, the wool fibre, and then that section needs to grow out and then you need to be able to remove the fleece cleanly. So um, we'll be working with pharmaceuticals, with engineers and with the APVMA, for example, to develop, I guess, a system for that mechanical removal of wool as, long, as well as the... Uh, in the lab, trialing of the protein. So there's lots of different components to this project that need to come together to end up with a commercially viable outcome that um, we can use. And
0: just to reiterate, relative to BioClip from years ago, where there was a, a severing of the of the protein and, and capturing with um, with the nets, this doesn't involve yeah, nets. So
1: this project has nothing to do with bio clips so what's really good about this is that you have some control over when you can then remove that wool um, and you can do it at, at, so you do it at once you remove the whole fleece it's not like by clip where the fleece fell out and you had to capture it in a net so we still managed to keep the full fleece at the end of it which is good news and um, with you know we're, we're seeing too it's going to have good occupational health and safety outcomes and also sheep health and welfare outcomes because you're not cutting.
0: Yes, not cutting, but there does have to be still some sort of severing of of the fibre from the existing fibre and the fibre that's coming through. So is that, from your point of view, do you think it's best... With a pulling motion, or a pushing motion, or a sucking motion, or is it—is this the area that no one knows? About I think yet? that
1: this is the great unknown right now, um, and we're going to be working with the engineers to, to find the best way of doing it, whether or not it's pulling, sucking, you know. Um,
0: but I mean, as we know, farmers are incredibly inventive and innovative, um, so. I might be causing you some headaches here, Bridget, but for people listening to this that have an idea, how do they progress these ideas? If they actually think, oh, I've thought about that. Why haven't you tried X? How do they raise those ideas?
1: We are planning a demo day later this year. So if there is anyone out there that's thinking, oh, I might have a solution, I would encourage you to come along to the demo day. And there's an opportunity to let us know what you're thinking, and um, we can start those conversations. We're also planning to go out at some point with f- expressions of interest for people that might want to be involved.
0: Oh, fantastic! Oh, that uh, that sounds good. So, so watch this space. Yeah. So, in terms of so gone through um, flies and, and the simple fly workshops, and, and we have discussed uh, that extension program and workshops before. The biological harvesting that we've been talking about as well um, but these are only two, two significant but there's just two of many projects that you oversee
1: so another project i'd love to mention um, and it's a really good opportunity for wool growers that are keen to get involved in our research projects and that's uh, a call out for growers to contribute to murdoch university project to investigate which method of supplementary feeding is optimal for lamb survival so we're currently seeking producers from WA, from South Australia, from Victoria and New South Wales that pregn- pregnancy scan at least 300 single-bearing ewes and 160 twin-bearing ewes and have access to south feeders and a trail feeder. Um, so if there is anyone out there that thinks they might want to get involved in that, we encourage you to get in touch. And Marius, if it's all right with you, I'll give you the contact details to add to your podcast notes so that people can
0: have a look um, oh terrific so um well i would have thought most wool growers would fit into that category most definitely so you're looking specifically at um, supplements to uh improve lamb survival so in in that trial are you looking at splitting mobs and or don't know yet
1: yeah well that's just part of sort of the research program that researchers are working on so get in touch and we'll send out information about what it's all Keep in,
0: um, keep in touch with that mm. so in terms of um, genetics obviously we've spoken a lot about uh, Merino lifetime productivity trial through the various um, iterations of the yarn over the years mm-hmm. but um, it's at a really interesting stage now because uh, data collection is sort of nearing the end or has ended in, in some, at some sites and now some serious number crunching is happening
1: um, we've still have got New England and Macquarie to go But by the end of the 10-year project, we expect to have collected and analysed over 1.9 million measurements over the lifetime of of more than 5,700 use. That's a lot of numbers. And information from this project is already being used. Um, It's been submitted to the likes of Merino Select, who are using it to improve the accuracy of ASBV. So, I mean, that's Obviously, it's a big project. There's a lot of different partners involved in the results. I'm really looking forward to seeing the outcomes from this. But that sort of final data analysis is going to take over a year. So, you know, we all still have to be a little bit patient to to get those lifetime results out. There's
0: going to be a lot to communicate there and the the trends that uh, are appearing and... um... Uh, and, and the myths that are being explored it's really like a it feels to me like a jigsaw puzzle it's getting sort of put together yeah uh, and i suppose the more that we look into the genetics of the merino the more we realize that uh, um, what an incredible animal it is
1: yeah um, and we've actually got another exciting project that we've just commenced which is um, a two-year project to improve and increase the data that's going into our merino genomic reference flock and also to increase the genet- uh, genomic information on fly strike. So, um, we're putting up an article on it in this upcoming Beyond the Bale with more information, but essentially we plan to genotype up to 5,000 progeny of 100 sires that are in sire evaluation every year. And uh, we'll be uh, utilising the existing seven sire evaluation sites across Australia, plus any breeders that wish to get involved. They do need to be prepared, though, to measure and report on a broad range of both visual and objective traits, and fly strike indicator traits as well, such as wrinkle, dag, wool colour and fleece rot. And AWBI is, gonna, is planning to contribute towards the cost of genotyping these struck animals as well as the associated cost of recording and transferring data. So, um, But that's going to end up being some really useful information that we can use when it comes for instance, to developing a fly strike research breeding value.
0: That's interesting. So we're really starting to drill down into fly strike at, a, at quite an interesting level now. Yeah. Um, not only the genomics uh, of uh, the, the, ant, the, the sheep, but the fly as well that, that is now mapped and looked at the possible genetic uh, points of um, interaction there. And yeah. It's, uh, it's What an interesting um, job you have in that regard. It's, yeah. uh, it's quite fascinating that you oversee these really significant areas of research for the industry.
1: Yeah, and no, I really love these sort of bring in genomics and, and the exciting research that we're doing out there to um, help rulegoers look after their sheep. All
0: right, well, once again, Bridget, congratulations on, um, on being appointed to what is a really significant role. More power to your arm.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Myris. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Bridget Peachy is the new General Manager of Research at Australian Wool Innovation. So for more information on sending in those maggot samples, you'll find this in the description for the podcast, wool.com slash podcast. But to keep up to date, follow AWI on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. But for now, from me, Marius coming. thanks for having yarn with us.